The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Josh Norris here with another episode of the Roto-World Football Podcast, the most important podcast in the universe. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. It's week 16. It's the championship weekend for many of you. Hopefully we helped you out just a little bit throughout the show. Speaking of the show, this one will be a little bit different. Um, Evan, you know, it's that time of year. Evan needs a little bit of time with his family, and that is perfectly fine. It's the holidays and his daughter is freaking adorable, and they needed a dinner date. So we let Evan go for the night. So just after this quick break of a sponsor, we have Rotopat to pick on his rankings with Derrick Henry, with Jared Goff, with a whole bunch of other names. Again, if you enjoy this episode for any moment, please hit that subscribe button, rate and review. It helps us out. And also check out yesterday's episode with Ray, Rich, and Nick. It's a great one each and every week. And again, quick word from the sponsor, and then we have Rotopat. Hey, listeners, just quickly, I want to tell you about Draft.com once again. I know you play DFS. I know you use all the other DFS platforms, and those are great. But Draft is a different way to do it. Instead of you know using salary cap-based DFS, instead you get to draft your lineup. One quarterback, two running backs, two tight ends slash wide receivers. And if you go to Draft.com slash Rotoworld or enter promo code Roto World in the app on the App Store or Google Play, you get a free $3 entry whenever you deposit money. Again, draft.com slash Roto World or enter promo code Roto World on draft. Patrick Darty is here now. Patrick, it's almost the lovely time of the season when, you know, you open up Christmas presents on Christmas morning, <laughs> all that good stuff. But I got to tell you, Pat, each and every Thursday, I pull up your rankings. That's the gift to the universe that you send out each and every week, Pat. Yeah. All this just for free. I know I'm like, basically, uh, I mean, I'm like a Nobel prize contender. I'm kind of like, uh, you think it goes, you know, Gandhi, <laughs> mother Teresa, me. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, you're the uh, anti Scrooge. You're yeah. the anti Scrooge. <laughs> yes. You so really are. I'm just a, I'm a giving missionary, a beacon of light uh, in this world. Pat, I would pay money to see you in like a fake fat suit Santa outfit. Why is that, Josh? Because you're like a very lean person, you know, and you're taller than people expect. I, w- I also want to tell people that, you know, <laughs> you know, j- just from chatting with you online for many years before meeting you, Pat, I would have said you were 5'11". 
That's about what I am, actually. What do you, you're like what six you... feet, six one. No, I'm not. Don't oversell me. You're, um, you're taller than I am, aren't you? I think so. Yeah, um, I'm 5'11 and three quarters. Well, the first thing Evan, this is a true story. The first thing Evan Silva said to me when he met me in person, uh, like we had known each other online for about a year, but the first thing he said upon meeting me was that I was taller than he was expecting. So apparently my online persona leads people to believe that I am quite a short person. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I had the same exact conclusion. Pat, okay, let's check out your rankings each week. I pick on them a little bit. Uh, This is an important week, as everyone knows, championship week. Uh, I want to start with Jared Goff. Jared Goff, you have as quarterback 13, Pat, that's outside the top 12, if you didn't know that that's how counting works. Um, (laughs) Look, I know that Jared Goff has had three down weeks, okay? Is that what you'd call that? Uh, down? But to me, Pat. I'd say like through the ground weeks. But uh, Who would have thought that I would be the one sticking up for Jared Goff here? But Pat, <laughs> I think quarterback 13 against the Arizona Cardinals, favored by 14 on the road, is way too low for Jared Goff here. Well, you know, he's got a 1-6 to six touchdown to interception ratio over his past three games. Uh, you know, the two, there were two road struggles uh, before last week. I, you know, maybe that's to be expected. Uh, and then struggling at home against an Eagles secondary, you know, that we know has been gifting yards all year down to fourth and fifth string cornerbacks. Uh, that was very concerning. And now, you know, you said the Rams are two touchdown favorites. But head on the road against the Cardinals past events that Rich Rebar points out this week, they sprung a few leaks of late. They've given up a few like decent quarterback performances, but – Cardinals allowed the fifth fewest passing yards all season. They've allowed the fifth fewest uh, quarterback fantasy points all season. And then you have Jared Goff, maybe in an offense that might not have Todd Gurley. Uh, just kind of, you know, with QB 13, I'm keeping him right there, like on that QB 1 borderline. But I just three games, three very poor games since the bye. And this, with the matchup and the recent play, I just think uh, kind of appropriate to hedge. You know, if, if you've made it somehow this far with Jared Goff, uh, as your leading quarterback over the past three weeks, you know, first off, uh, congratulations, real Houdini, Houdini-ing there. But uh, I just don't know how you can trust him with everything on the line this week. And I think you know, the Cardinals are one of the three worst teams in the NFL, but they're, they're just a tougher quarterback matchup than people realize. And, you know, maybe if the Rams you know, really, really, like, uh, set the tone early, he'll get his numbers. But, yeah, I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a very fair uh, to hedge Jared Goff in the QB1-2 borderline this week. I just think like three games is super small sample, Pat. And I know that like they're the well, most, they're the three career, most recent games. No, no, no. Let it, me finish my point. Career, me, no, 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 no. Let me finish my point. I know they're the three most recent games, right? But Pat, these are also the last two weeks, two great front fours in terms of getting after the quarterback. And I know that golf has been great in ideal situations and he hasn't had as many ideal situations in the past two weeks, which leads to mistakes, right? And I know the Cooper Cup injury, yada, yada. But like when you look at simplified, when you look at simplified, two touchdown favorites, we want that quarterback. Do we not? Do we? I don't know. Maybe they salted away with the run game for three quarters. The Cardinals are very, very vulnerable on the ground, much more vulnerable on the ground than they are through the air. Uh, Cardinals pass rush, you know, it's not like uh, elite, elite, but it's I think they're in the top 10 in sacks. The Rams offensive line has been struggling. You know, Jared Goff, he says three-game sample size, but he's really never been good on the road. And, uh, you know, the recent struggles, three games, kind of coincided with missing Cooper Cup. So it's, 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 there's just more than one red flag there for me where I just I don't think you consider Jared Goff like a, a guaranteed every week top eight QB1 right now, just kind of with the totality of evidence around him. 
He'll be a top seven quarterback this week. See, I think even if he plays well, he won't because it just wow. are the Rams going to be needing to throw 35 to 40 times to beat the Arizona Cardinals. And wow. uh, even if Todd Gurley sits, you know, are they really going to be finishing drives? Uh, the Cardinals, they don't give up like a lot of long passing plays. So even if the Rams kind of pound the Cardinals, Jared Goff plays well as an efficient game, you know, it could be like John Kelly uh, finishing drives, CJ Anderson, Josh <laughs> finishing drives near the goal line. So I, I just think, yeah, even if he rebounds from like a, efficiency like eye test uh quote-unquote perspective it could be a disappointing week in the box score okay let's keep it going with sony michelle you have sony michelle as running back 20 pat like in certain leagues and i'm in a championship actually with sony michelle as my uh running back because of what he did earlier in the year but like i've just been waiting right because these have been good matchups and we know that he's had some really great games pat like running back 20 now even seems Super optimistic with Sony Michelle. You have the Rex Burkhead factor. You have the uh, James Devlin factor in terms of vulture touchdowns. And I know those are unpredictable, but dang, he scored more touchdowns than Sony Michelle has recently. I was hoping you were going to say this was too low. Uh, nope. Because, yep, it's uh, Nick Minzio. If you want to read Start Sit, he lays out why Sony Michelle is a start this week. A lot of people, you know, jazzed about the fact that the Patriots are 12.5. Uh, point home favorites uh, to me. I mean, t- this is just mostly about uh, projected workload with, with uh, even with Rex Burkhead, even with James Devlin, he's still been getting like 18 to 22 weekly carries. That's like a very safe assumption for this week. Uh, when you have that kind of volume, you know, I've got him, I've got him in like the same, like he's like very similar to Elijah McGuire this week. Another player will probably get like 18 to 22 carries. To, uh, and you just can't really fade someone like that outside of the top 25. Um, so if you were gonna, I th- if I was gonna make the argument for too low, yeah, I mean, De- Devlin and Burkhead, uh, they're kind of eroding the upside, but I just think the floor is still there, and I think this game, the Patriots, twelve and a half point favorites. I think this game could be closer than that. You know, it's not playing well. This is like the Bills is Super Bowl, but I just at the end of the day cannot see him getting the ball. Uh, I can't see him hitting the under basically on his yeah. touches over under. So that's why uh, I'm kind of sticking him there in that low end RB two range. Yeah, and and since week 12 against the Jets when he had 21, 133, and a touchdown, I mean, he's still seeing a number of of touches. He's just not doing much with them, like 17 touches, 17 carries, I should say, for 63 yards, 20 carries for 57 yards, 13 carries for 59 yards. Um, Yeah, this is purely – yeah, this is purely volume-based because – when you get like to the guys behind him, like who can you can you really put Tevin Coleman ahead of him? He's had one good game Maybe. of late. Uh, you have Lamar Miller banged up against the Eagles defense that's usually pretty solid against the run. You can have Gus Edwards ahead of him. You can have Jordan Howard ahead of him. You can have Kalen Ballage ahead of him. So, it's, it, uh, touches workload will never not sell in fantasy, and that's why I've I've already faded him. You know from where uh, normally you would have a guy with this kind of projected workload. And I just don't think you can you can fade him any further. All right, let's go to Robert Foster, who, man, what a surprise. Pat, you and I were tweeting about this earlier in the week. I think Robert Foster, like his best season of college football, which was last year in 10 games, had like 170 receiving yards. And over the last two weeks, he's had 104 and 107 receiving yard weeks. Um, yeah, I think he's going to have 170 in the first half against the Patriots this week. <laughs> well, so here's the thing, Pat, like, and I know running wide receiver 24 isn't saying, okay, he's a must start, right? Because probably people in the championship have three wide receivers ahead of him. But there might be some guys out there who 
are without, you know, some of their top options. Maybe just lost Josh Gordon, and that's why that they are filling in for a wide receiver need. Um, Talk to those people and tell them why Robert Foster is a trustworthy play. So you're telling me basically to talk to myself about why I'm going to start Robert Foster. Do you not trust yourself? Do you not talk to yourself? I talk to myself all the time, but I also (laughs) live alone. So, so I have Julio Jones, and if he sits, you know, I think I'm going to play Robert Foster over Cortland Sutton, and so he's kind of got like a poor man's like Mike Evans thing going on, where he's having like these big yardage totals and not super high target totals. Uh, He's averaging 88 yards over his past five games, um, and he's done that on 23 total targets. So. It's like Tyler Lockett-esque too. Um, but if you're looking, he had, he does so a lot of the, the bulk of his work has come in his past two games. He has 13 targets over his past two games. So as his uh, production has raised eyebrows, uh, the Bills have made a more concerted effort to get him the ball. Uh, Patriots kind of limit big plays as a secondary, but he's got the kind of game going with Josh Allen right now that you can't really like scheme to stop. So like if he gets free with his deep speed and Josh Allen has some of the easiest arm strength in the league, uh, I just, if he hits basically one of his signature plays, uh, he's going to have a wide receiver two day. And this is more about ceiling. Uh, when you kind of get in like the low end wide receiver two, wide receiver three borderline, you basically have to decide between, do you want like a, a low floor player who has a pretty locked in target total of like six to seven, or do you want a high ceiling player like Robert Foster, who has a much lower floor, but a, you know, has well-established hundred yard ceiling. And uh, I just think with everything on the line this week, I'm going to go for the ceiling and I'm going to go with a, uh, the big play guy, Robert Foster. Pat, I was going to end it there, but you said, no, 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 sir. No, my friend. I need to talk about Derrick Henry. And <laughs> and I asked why, because I thought Derrick Henry was like an obvious play for everyone, especially since the last two weeks. And it, he has another cake matchup this week. Um, you said, because a lot of people are, are ranking, you believe, Derrick Henry at like running back one, two, three, really high up. Okay. And you have him as running back eight. Comparing to those people, you have some hesitation? Based on what I've seen, I've got him a little kind of on the high end. There's still people who just don't believe in it, the fact that it's been two games. And you're right that you would think most people would be able to play him. But I guess if you make the championship, you usually have a pretty deep roster. And today, like, uh, well, yesterday I tweeted, or Wednesday I tweeted, maybe Derrick Henry should be the number one running back this week. And I had a, a minimum of like four to five people who responded to me with like a list of like four elite running backs and, you know, could only play three and they weren't convinced they should start Derrick Henry, Josh. And uh, I was just going to ask you, do you think a player who is averaging 204 yards and three touchdowns and 8.16 yards per carry over the past two weeks, who is a 10 point home favorite <laughs> against, no, no, against a defense allowing 144 rushing yards per game over his past seven games, I mean, are we kind of just like being fearful by not having him as like a clear, the clear cut number one RB one this week? Like, are we like overthinking it? Are we being too, uh, too, too snobbish basically? Should Derrick Henry be the number one overall running back for the fantasy? I, I don't know about number one overall because maybe of his skill set. one, he doesn't catch passes, right? Like that's amazing. You don't need it when you're, when you're just ripping 99 yard touchdowns, right. on the league, you don't, but, you don't need to catch passes. But you know what I'm saying? Like if it becomes a negative game script somehow, you know, then, <laughs> then he's not necessarily someone that can score points in, in that dynamic of a game. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
like he is what is working in the Titans offense. And it's that simple. This is, I'm not going to say this is a vanilla team necessarily, but it's, oh, it is. It, it's certainly a team that <laughs> goes with what is working. You know, that's why Deion Lewis was getting carries earlier in the year, touches earlier in the year, because that's what, what was working. Um, now it's Derrick Henry and that's basically it. And it's playing defense, right? Um, and the blocking is going well too. So yeah, I mean, look, if Derrick Henry gets 20 touches against the Washington run defense, I think it's great. And it's, and I ultimately, I copped out. I was just hashtag stirring up debate, but I did settle at the RB8. Yeah. And just basically you have so many guys who've done it all season ahead of him that you, you got to take the season long resume over the two game resume. And like you said, Derrick Henry is a guy who's kind of always run hot and cold. Uh, he's never want, run quite this hot, No, but, uh, yeah, uh, it's RB8 feels like the uh, the appropriate hedge. I wish one of us had just come out and said it. I mean, we're both thinking it that he's the number one overall running back this week. Um, but we're just not going to say it. I kind of want the Titans to go back to what he did at Alabama, just give him the ball like 40 times in a game. <laughs> hey, that, yeah, that's in play against the fight in Josh Johnson's. You know, Josh Johnson doing his, the best he can. But uh, when you played for Jim Harbaugh at the University of San Diego, yes, he did. you're pretty – pretty old for an NFL player pull. and uh, I think the uh, the tides of time are working against him and it might be difficult for Josh to keep the old ball squad uh, competitive this weekend. Coming to an AAF team near you. <laughs> uh, Pat, thanks so much, dude. You can check out Pat's rankings up on Rotoworld. Um, and if you enjoyed any moment of the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button, rate and review. That helps us out as well as Pat drops something in the background. And anyways, talk to y'all soon. See ya. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.